Hi, and welcome to the 106th episode of Keen Minds, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. I am Jen, a.k.a. Takata Saiko. And I am Tessa. And hey, Summer Hiatus Project. Yes, this is our third Down the Rabbit Hole. No, it's second, isn't it? No, we did Tom is Alive, then we did Who's Katerina Rostova. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I it's been a long Texas. summer. The heat, the heat has killed my brain. It happens every summer here. One of the many reasons I'm trying to head out. <laughs> no, it <laughs> so is I'm third. Go with that. So, yes. And, um, well, the this one, we're going to talk about the Hargraves, including, you know, of course, Scotty and Howard and Tom and the abduction and the symbol and the box and uh, who was involved in all these things. Um, because, uh, I mean, this is Keen Minds. Uh, that will give you a little idea of what we do. So what is, I know you love Howard. You want to start with Howard? I do love Howard, and part of that is Terry O'Quinn. I mean, you couldn't have had... He he is. He's fantastic. I know Terry from Alias, from... um, Let's see, he was on Alias. He was on um, Hawaii Five-0. I've seen him on multiple things over the years. Uh, He was also on... Oh, it was the one with the plane crash and lost. I didn't see that, but I've heard he was excellent on it. He he has a habit of playing characters that are not what they seem at easily, first. Yeah, easily and easily pigeonholed. You can't really yeah, you can't really tell what he's playing by what it seems. Yeah. And so, I mean, I I loved Howard's introduction. You guys, anybody that's listened to us for any length of time, you know that I am a big fan of a good fake death, not a shoddily put together fake death, but a well-written, well-executed fake death. Big fan. And the Blacklist has been great about it over the years. Plus, we have something and like 20-some so, and counting. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. practice makes perfect. What can we say? Yeah. Um, so... We saw uh, right around the time, you know, shortly after Tom became a father and they actually were able to take a breather and go, hey, look, we're parents. Cool. We, we have actually stopped running for five seconds. That's he started looking at this idea of, OK, you know, I'm a dad now. Do I? Oh, my gosh. Do I care anything about my father? Mm. And it was the first time I think in Tom's life that he let himself even ask the question of if he'd cared. Mm-hmm. Because when Scotty came in, he was very aggressive with, no, these people abandoned me, they did this. Either he had told himself this story or someone else had told him this story. Regardless, he believed it. Mm-hmm. And he told Liz, I have no interest in knowing anything about them. Even though Scotty was sitting right there. And so long honestly, they, they were alive. Yeah, he just didn't care. Suddenly, he becomes a father. He drops the statement about, you know, it's got me thinking. And then he kind of gets distracted for a bit. And then Howard's plane goes down. 
And then all of those answers that had been sitting out with this man out in the ether where he, you know, ever chose to, he might be able to follow them up. He might be able to do the research and reach out to him. That possibility is taken away. Hmm? That's done. And then he starts yeah. becoming really interested in, in not only in his father, but his own disappearance. Yeah, and to find out that it wasn't that his family abandoned him. And I have to wonder if that's something that Bud told him, that McCready really pushed home with him. I think it would have been the Phelps. Yeah, it could have been. Putting him Um, down, you're like good for nothing. Or both. Yeah, Honestly, both. Or, and you're going to love this, there is some intermediate people involved in there. I agree that there almost has to have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this this possibility for direct answers is taken from him. And we see him deep dive into the research, going and looking at all the articles. He's tracking down the man that was involved in his case. He is fine. I love that scene. It's could be in at least top 10 favorite scenes of the blacklist. Where Liz comes into the apartment and is talking as she's entering about eh, what you said about your dad and your family. I get it. Let's just let sleeping dogs lie. She comes in and there's research just spanning oh, out around. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, it's such a great line because Tom doesn't, he just doesn't half-ass things. When he decided to go in, he went all in mm-hmm. and just dove in deep. And then we started seeing him share some of those tendencies that Liz has had for years and continues to have, in which he doesn't necessarily ask the questions that he would have asked with anything he wasn't emotionally involved with. If this had just been an op, if it had just been a case, if it was something he was looking into as a job that didn't involve him, he never would, the stuff that happened never would have slid with him. Mm-hmm. And he, he so, just, well, he got, he got emotionally compromised, which exactly. is how and, most and of Tom the stuff happens. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's, he's bad about that. And so I, I love Howard because I view him and this is going to sound funny for people that haven't been listening since we started this, because I've been so down on red for so many years now, but I see Howard is a, I, I saw him more as red esque than I ever saw Scotty. I know Scotty was supposed to basically be the female red, according to Boken Camp and Isadrath. I don't remember which one said it, but you know, that they were painting her, especially for redemption as the female red and all of this. I don't think well, she really panned out that way. They're both very manipulative and good strategies. Yeah. And not about using anybody I, that they have to. That's true. But the way that I see that connection and probably the reason I'm still okay with Howard after how redemption ended mm-hmm. is because I think he's approaching things in the same way that I think Red approaches things. There is no limit to what they're willing to do, how they're willing to manipulate. I mean, not necessarily for Red, because he just twists the truth. But for for Howard, in a lot of... 
trying to oh, how would just straight up lied. Straight up lied. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he just he works the situation to what it needs to be. But I think my my theory and my theory colors this dramatically. I believe with so much certainty that Scotty Hargrave is an operative. Maybe a retired oh, I'm operative. Totally sure. But she is a covert operative. Yes. And he and so found is Howard, out. I think. So while Ah, uh, see, I, I don't necessarily think that. I think he was more on the back end of things. I think he was the designer. He was the creative. Mm-hmm. He was the one building all of this. Mm-hmm. He would have been the defense contractor. Now, do I think that he went out into the field and had a blast with it? Yeah, I just don't think that was his main job. I think that he would have done that. As a well, we have a story of him and, and Red in uh, in Kuala yeah. Lumpur. We know that he's done stuff. Exactly. We know that he's done stuff, that he's gone out and... and But the thing is, you can't... You can't be that great at setting something like this up without some sort of field experience. You've got to be down in the weeds to be able to set up the, yeah. the hierarchy there. Well, so if it, you didn't understand it at a deep level he never would have been able to create tell me something do you believe that he really was a boy in poland because if he did suddenly hargrave is not his name oh i think he would have changed it a lot of people change i don't know if they do as much now but years ago especially if they were running Mm -hmm. um you know changed it do you think it was true though american yeah i i believe it i don't see why i i see no I see no point in saying it like it didn't gain him anything. And I think it also has a nice link because they were under Soviet Russia and you've got so much of the cabal coming out of Russia. Yeah. I, I think there's some, some I, I tend to there. agree you with you there. I think that it, that that was true and it is a very intriguing um, part because it tells us um you know, then why, I mean, if Scott is a covert agent, what side was she working on? I think the cabal. That's my personal opinion. I I don't think so. Because if you think about it, the cabal said they're, they're out of limits. I can't go to them. I cannot. She, could, she had no control over them. She could not hurt them. She was like, so they were like, they were the like. The way that I view I, I believe, um, th- this, is, this is where I come from on it. I think that Scotty Hargrave was an operative for the Cabal. I think she knew Katerina Rostova through that connection. I think that they worked under people like Fitch. Maybe not necessarily Fitch, both of them, but people like Fitch. And that Scotty was tasked with honey trapping the up-and-coming Howard Hargrave who was creating this network and this company through Halcyon Aegis and the cabal wanted it. And mm. when they reached out, when they put out feelers, he was very opposed to it coming from the background that he came from. And so they sent Scotty in. Scotty went in. She managed to find a way in with him. And then she fell in love I don't think that she actually compromised her goal until Christopher was born. 
And then that is where the switch mm. happened. She may have loved Howard, but okay. not more than she loved her job. It was it was the child that changed everything okay. for her. And when she did, she made she put in place certain protections. And as big as Halcyon was, she basically hid behind it. Yeah. Uh I'm I got to disagree there with that. Um, and I'm basing this on imagery. The blacklist is so huge in symbolism. They they do handle it in such a beautiful way. And there is one item that has been used sparingly. It's not, you know, we're not talking water or um, or rabbits that, you know, or apples. This is a, being introduced by a flag. That has happened to three and only three characters that we have seen. The first one is, of course, Red. I mean, we get this great, like, super close up with him and the and the and the and the and the flag behind him. And then we have the second one is Cooper, who has a pin on his shoulder, and he's sitting, and that that's him. And the third one is Scotty Hargrave. The first time we see Scotty Hargrave, she is on front, in front of a window and there is a flag flying behind her over her shoulder. So I have to say, I don't think that she is Russian or Cabal. I think that she is an operative. And Red says people like us. Yeah. Um, real fast, just a side note. And there are we we have seen Americans in the cabal, so oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. saying she's Russian. I think oh, no, she no, was no. American. Oh no 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 no! I'm not saying that but either. It, it's it's the fact that the people, they're. I mean, like Alan, Alan Fitch thought he was being a patriot he by was doing a what patriot. he was doing. Yeah, but you and I have disagreed uh, visions on the cabal, um, because. This is what what the narrative tells us. The cabal wanted to go back to the Cold War. They would just wanted to get 25 years to enrich themselves and then, you know, back into the merry way of the Cold War. And that was all nice and dandy. Except what did Fitch do? He created an object that Red calls a blackmail file. But Red has never seen it. He's going about whatever he thinks it is. But Fitch created that file, which wasn't blackmail. It basically took it down. If it had been used, you know, in 1995, it would have taken the whole thing down. They have got so big in 25 years that it, it weakened them considerably, but it didn't, it didn't end them. Why on earth would he create an object that would take the cabal down from within if his objective was, as it appeared, to go back to the Cold War? I think Fitch used the cabal to end the Cold War, created an object that basically was a recording of everything they had been doing with the object of taking it down and never go back to the Cold War. And when you think about what he was doing with Red, it looked like they were enemies. 
every time they were in an insecure space. If they were in a club, if they were in that in that warehouse, it wasn't secure. They were being listened to. Remember that ad with Tom? Everybody, everybody's being listened to. Everybody's being spied on. Um, and when you see them in the only time that they're absolutely certain they're it, it's a private location is when Howard turns off the power. There is no listening anything. There is no power in that room except for emergency lights. That's when Fitch told him, I've been protecting you. I've been telling them they can't kill you. At the same time, knowing full well that there was no way that Red could use that. Red didn't have a death switch. Fitch told the cabal that he did in order to protect him. But he knew that Red, even if he had the bubble memory, couldn't use it because he had the, the, the cipher. So Fitch had been totally telling the cabal lies in order to protect Red. And that tape that he did with Katerina was basically a get out of jail card. Will that meet to everything? Like, we're part of the cabal. We want to kill um, Reddington. We did all the bad things. That, it's to me, is doesn't make any sense when you see where the totality of it is. And so, that said, I think that Scotty Hargrave, for me, it's an operative and he's just like Red. And people said people like us. And people like us are two people being presented with the first time we see them with a flag behind them. And it's a flag of the United States. So I think that they're agents for the United States. And that's their allegiance. I think Howard believed she was a, a, a covert agent, a, a Russian agent, but I don't think he was. I I definitely think that Howard... So he, here is... What I think Howard saw, and I also think that Howard knew a whole lot more than he did. Oh, yeah. I think Howard, and, and Howard presented it to Tom to get Tom to go do it, um, to go on, because Tom was trying to backtrack and say, I don't want to, I'm not going to Russia, I'm not yeah. doing this thing. This I'm not feeling comfortable spying and on my so mother. And so he's, yeah. And so Howard told him that he thought that, that Scotty had been in a bad car wreck right after Christopher had, been, had disappeared and that she was there for four months. But when she came back, she wasn't the same. And he said that he believed she'd been switched. And, well, obviously, well, the, well, obviously this, this group had the capability to do that or to switch people. They weren't. They weren't switching them with their loved ones, which is a bit no, of a stretch. It was just for the black. Yeah. Um, but, it was just a, a, a short off. Using that to get Tom. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, Howard was using that as a manipulation tactic. Yeah. I don't believe that he truly. Be he may have toyed with the idea at one time, especially early on when he just did not want to believe his wife was betraying him mm -hmm. as he saw it. But I think that he thinks. She's still dangerous. And yeah. that's why he did what he did with Whitehall. Is that he thinks he's protecting not only his son, but his oh, country but from yeah. this woman. He, Yeah. 
And so, I mean, I I think that Howard, in his mind, and sometimes is, a patriot. Yeah. That, you know, he he cares about his country. I don't yep. think that he's... I don't think he's a traitor to America. I don't think that he was trying to hurt the country or anything. Nope. nope. I, I don't think so. Think and I don't in think... In general, he, he's yeah. probably pretty solid there. Yeah. I, I think that, that he was very hard with Scotty because Scotty could... If, if Scotty is, as I believe... A covert U.S. agent, I believe that he was very hard. She couldn't tell him. They were prohibited from telling the, the spouses. Well, see, I think that I think it was a honey trap situation. And so, and what if we talked about again, because it makes a perfect parallel with Tom and Liz. How about But what this? if we talked about again and again, anger is easier than pain. Mm-hmm. So he turns around and he just gets vicious. He decides there's no middle ground. She either is on my side or she's trying to kill everybody. Obviously, since she's not 100% on my side, she's trying to kill everybody. And just refuses to go to that. That Maybe it's a little bit of both. Well, but there, there is a lot more going on in that situation than it seems. And listen to me, this is, this is, this is, it's not complex, but because we're being turned around so many times, it's like, you never know what side you're, you're, you're going and your emotions are being manipulated. And it wasn't until now that I just really sat down and started looking at motivations. Um, And, you know, I owe you that little training in motivations. Um, So thank you. We we have we have with Howard and with Scotty and, and this is whenever we're talking about them and what they were doing, Christopher comes into the equation. Because taking a child is what you do in order to get somebody to do what you want them to do. So when we look at what happened with that with that abduction, we're looking at what they were really doing. And this, this, I think that Howard believed that Scotty had had him killed or was trying to kill him. I don't think he was her, but I think that because we were working at cross purposes, yeah. they couldn't try trying to have Howard trying to. Have I don't think Howard. that. She, yeah, I don't think that she did. I don't think that that plane crash was. No, no, her. But I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking for. I understand, but I'm, I'm asking for clarity. You think that Howard thought Scotty was trying to kill Howard or trying to kill Christopher? Chris uh, Howard. Howard. With a plane okay, crash. With a plane crash. I He believed that she oh, did it. Okay. I don't believe that she did it, but Howard believes she did. And it all goes back to this and to to this abduction. So what we have here is that Christopher, Howard, and Scotty rent a little house in Ocean City. And they're there. They have an argument. Howard leaves. Scotty's alone with Christopher that night. Okay? That's starting to remind you of a certain situation in which Masha was abducted. Kate is walking in the woods. And Katerina has no idea what happened. He, she was being taken. But, I mean, it's a four-year-old. She wasn't alone and there in the house or playing in the woods. 
So if Kate was walking in the woods, that means that Katerina was with her. So there's, there's something weird going on that they're not saying. And in the case of, of Christopher, it's obvious that, that Scotty had an idea what had happened. And hear me, hear me why. She's, she's along with the child. That They come in. They, they start looking. What Howard does is perfectly logical. It happens to every parent who has had the misfortune of having a child taken. They never stop looking. There's a fake confession without a body. What does Howard do? He keeps looking. He doesn't believe that. He keeps going. And eventually, he finds him. And he traces him where he's been. He knows about the Phelps. He knows about the Major. And he found him around 2015. Because that's also the pictures that he had. So Howard acted like any normal parent did. That means that that fake confession and the abduction had nothing to do with him. He really was acting normally. Keep looking, keep looking. I'll throw resources at it. He had no closure. He didn't believe that. He, he, if he didn't see a body in his mind, there was a, there was a hope that his son was alive and he was going to get him. So, and he never stopped. And, and his, everything that he did was gears toward that. He had that apartment, obviously, for years. And he'd been collecting information. He'd been paying investigators. He's been going at everything. Right? Now, what did Scotty do? She's, she's suddenly... She's desperate, so it's real. She thinks that he's in danger and he's lost. So it wasn't that she took him. Then she has an accident two months afterwards and spends four months in the hospital. And Howard even says when she came out, she was different. I thought it was because losing a child is very hard, and that makes sense, right? But Scotty does something that Howard doesn't do. She says, I healed. No parent who believes, who hasn't seen the body of a child and believes that the child is dead unless they've been told by a source that they trust, like a parent, like somebody they really trust, the child is dead. And that's why she gets closure. That's where she can heal It's and move on. She carries the pain. She has the anxiety, but she's not looking for him. That's not normal. That only means one thing. She knew or she believed she, he was dead. And he, she had been told that by somebody she trusted. Does it make sense so far? Yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, with one exception. Okay. With, with one exception. Um, and this could be because Howard was still alive and he, she would need his him to sign off on it as well. She does not sign Tom's death certificate or Christopher's death certificate until after Howard's gone. So he was still in the will. He was mm-hmm. he was still part of all of that. And that saying that that could be on Howard. It could have been Howard saying, nope, not changing, it, not point. changing. I'm not giving up. Yeah. And as soon as Howard is gone, but then she, that's when she does it. Yeah. 
that she finally has to put it. But I got the impression there that that was when she signed that death certificate. That was the moment when she took the step to finally say, I believe it. You know, it's been it's been 30, nearly 30 years. I believe it. I don't have any choice but to believe it at this point. But, But she healed. How can you explain the healing? And I mean, have you ever, can, can you even imagine a parent whose child is missing saying, oh, I healed and moved on? It it doesn't happen. Oh, no, what, what you're saying makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just pointing out that that, that yeah. is the situation. But as I said, it could have been, it very easily could have been Howard that Howard said, just no, saying, we're not changing this. Yeah, we're not in. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking. He's he not, was the I'm one digging in, up. not doing it. Yeah. I'm not giving up on that. Now, the the next thing that I that I see in there is, okay, so somebody told Scotty that he was dead, and it probably happened when she was in that hospital and that had that accident. And that remind me a little bit of Dom's accident after he picked up that letter from Lena saying that he died. It just like made that connection in me. That's interesting. We had two accidents. Um, interesting. But then we have that confession, that fake confession. Somebody paid the mother of a convicted killer, a really ugly person, to say that he had murdered him. And that person gave details of everything from the house. The... So the objective of that was to stop the official investigation. And the only person who had an, an interest in doing that was not Howard, who kept looking and probably would have welcomed um, the help of official channels that can do a lot more than private investigators could, especially when you can combine them. But it points to me to Scotty trying to give Howard the closure she had, trying to invent a death that she could tell him to help him heal, to stop the investigation, stop the danger to whoever she was protecting, and also give him closure and let him move on as she had. Especially, there's that that fantastic scene in her office while she's looking for the photo of them mm-hmm. for the memorial, and she's talking about how oh, what was the way she described it? Like a book left out in the rain. Yeah, like a how, picture how left out in the rain and the colors was. washed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah picture. Um, it was just such fantastic imagery there and of this vibrant man that she'd fallen in love with this, you know, absolutely brilliant, you know, charismatic, absolute, you know, love of her life and how, yeah. And how (laughs) we're the hell out of the tux. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there going, and this is your son. He is his father's son. Um, But you could tell in that moment as she's talking to Tom about it, not knowing who he is, that she watched that. So what you just described about her wanting to give Howard something, you know, an answer, mm-hmm. you know, not to leave it out. That makes total sense to me that she was hoping to stop the spiral. Mm-hmm. And it might have been it might have been just strictly from an emotional like I love this man. I'd like to pick up our life you know, this is what I believe is going on. It could have also been twofold that if, she, if 
Christopher was taken and she thought murdered because of her. There's a secret there that she can't have Howard uncovering. Yeah. And if he keeps digging, what what is it Tom says that, you know, uh, or no, I think it was Liz eventually said that secrets come out. Yeah, you know, eventually Tom, the secrets yeah. come out. Family secrets. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, I mean, but that, that's been a running theme for the entire show, mm-hmm. that eventually the secrets do come out and they mm-hmm. do... They're cracked wide open and they hurt people. And so I could see that being twofold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that being twofold in which she was trying to save him the emotional distress that he was drowning under. Mm -hmm. As well as keep him from, you know, both because she didn't want to lose him. That was all she had left. If she'd thrown her career away for this family she'd built. But that she also didn't want to add to his pain and send him barreling over the side of that cliff and she didn't want to lose him when he freaked out finding out that she may not have been entirely honest when they got Mm. married and that she was in some way either directly or indirectly responsible for their son's disappearance and so I mean all of that nodded into the chaos of their life makes sense I agree that I I if you have won me over on that, I do think she's totally responsible for the fake murder. For the fake murder. Either she did it or somebody she knows did it with her blessing and the details she provided for. So that said, my my the next thing is why would anybody take Christopher? Obviously to make Scotty do something, because Howard was never approached for anything. So it must have been about something that Scotty had to do. I think it was leverage at first. Um, um, and that's with my, with my running theory of her having been with the cabal and leaving and mm-hmm. finding a way to to use Halcyon as a, a barrier between her and the cabal. Mm-hmm. I think someone took their initiative within the cabal and tried to use Christopher as a bargaining chip. And that it went badly. That yeah. they tried to take him and either he got away or they thought he drowned. Or maybe, I, I'm still not convinced that the Phelps weren't at least partially, you know, down the way involved with the abduction. That they be. weren't a safe keep to, yeah. to keep him with. Yeah, it, it could very well be. Um, I have a lot of distrust about those Phelps coming up. Um, but the... I mean, the, the, to me, it, it seems like, so it, regardless of where it was coming from, it, the pressure was on her. She had to do something. Now, I don't know that there are many people other than that horrendous example in, um, in uh, the third state of families that would say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it, whatever it is that takes to get my son or my daughter back. Most of them go right ahead and do it. In most cases, but I guess it depends on what the stakes are. I mean, is this handing over something with Ben Halcyon that could kill millions? I mean... Well, yeah, but I don't know Knowing that... Scotty's personality as we do... Mm-hmm. What it, do you think that you would have done? It depends on who took him. I mean... God, I mean, it depends on the situation. So, let's say it was... Either a fractured 
piece of the cabal or a rogue operative, someone that took yeah, something into their own hands. Yeah, with I'm very interested to hear that theory, by the mm-hmm. way. I have not heard the full theory. I'm very excited to. Um, but let's just say it's someone that, or one of the more aggressive factions. Like, you get the impression, I mean, Bonn, Germany, mm-hmm. the group out of Bonn, were the ones that employed people like Matthias Solomon, yeah. who was not exactly known for his kind-hearted endeavors. No. Love Matthias, don't get me wrong, but I love to hate him, hate to love him. And it's really Eddie. Eddie's the reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was delicious. Delicious. Um, evil. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's not a podcast if we don't fan over Eddie. But but you agree. It was True. to make Scotty do something. Whatever yeah. it was. That, only, that I am certain of. Yeah. With, with, with whatever parameters it was, the object of taking him was to get Scotty to do something. And it could have been a couple of things. It could have been that she refused because the stakes were just so absurdly high that she couldn't bring herself to... Like, if if it was, like, the equivalent of an atomic bomb sort of yeah, thing. I mean, I don't think Halcyon would have had that. But something on that level that just would have decimated everything. I could see Scotty being the person to be able to put the brakes on. She would hate it. She would be utterly destroyed by it but on another side of it and maybe even more likely with the way things panned out i think they lost him i think well, there's a really good chance that the people that took him lost him okay or so listen the listen to the negotiations yeah but yes maybe maybe scotty could have done that i think she did what they asked but, you know, it's Scotty. She's a manipulative creature. She's a good strategist. I'm sure that she put a little fail-safe there. Yeah. yeah. She put a little fail-safe there and said, or oh, maybe this is one part, or there was something that the information was not complete, or it was not something that she did all the way. I think that she put something in there that got her a up the upper hand, but got Christopher back. But she can't have him back because if she has him back, he's going to be taken again. And she cannot tell how or what she did to get him back. So she's in an impossible situation. She's She has to keep him safe because I'm sure that she found one way of not giving them everything they wanted. And she cannot let him come back because he will be taken again or killed. So she finds somebody of her family or somebody she trusts to take Christopher away. She keeps him hidden and she figures, I'm going to find a way out of this. And I think the person she gave it, it has to be a parent of a relative, has to be a relative. A mother, a father is a person that you will trust. And this person probably with the best intentions in the world, said, this, my grandson or my nephew, or it's not going to be going through this, and fakes his death. Once Scotty gets in that car accident, they get scared, they leave Christopher with somebody they trust, and go to Scotty's side. 
and then tell him he's dead. And that's when the problem begins. I think that whoever they gave the boy to lost the boy or took the boy and run away. And then the boy was difficult, like the case of the Cyprus agency, and they just drop him in social services or the Phelps were always the person that they took him and they just run away under a different name and took the boy. I mean, whoever had them, she thinks he's dead. She's not looking for him. What kind of mother would not be looking for him? Especially, it's not that she's like, oh, I don't care. She can see that she's like, worried. I, yeah, I mean, I could see, because I, I feel like that's... And there's a delicate balance in script writing of twisty-turny, you know, surprise your audience. Mm-hmm. And overcomplicating things Mm -hmm. and I feel like that may be a bit more complicated it's actually necessary to tell the story but I could see a situation it actually would help the whole why the cabal doesn't bother her anymore um in which you know somebody in one of their factions took Christopher Christopher got away or you know somehow got lost either they thought he drowned or something and so this whatever they were demanding from scotty in return she's about to deliver it but they don't have christopher to give back to her and that's they weren't able to get from her what they needed ergo and now they don't really have leverage because Mm -hmm. the child was what the child's the thing that she puts above all else Mm -hmm. That's why they really can't touch her over the years. I mean, it's it's not a bad theory. I, I can't find yeah. fold in there. Um, but, I mean, at least we agree. Scotty knows something. She knows <laughs> she knows who took him. Yeah. She thinks she, he's dead. That's why he's, she's not looking for him. She's totally surprised by the fake Phelps in Redemption. So she has no idea that those were fake or anything. So she's totally, she really lost track of him. She she really thinks he's dead. And as yeah. soon as Howard is gone, she moves on to declare him dead and that's it. Um, I mean, she doesn't start looking for him again until she tracks down the PI. Because yes. that's what popped up in the, yeah. she had Cat run what, the... She had Kat run the check on everything Howard was doing, came up with the payment to the PI, tracked down the PI, who sent her over to the Phelpses on Howard's the fake request. Phelps. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so it's like she, she obviously wasn't, like you're saying, she wasn't looking so until it, it, that point. Yeah. So it tells me that she really thought he was dead. And the only reason why she would know this without having the body or being able to produce the body is because whoever told her that she believed them. And and if it was, was if it was an old handler at the cabal, someone that she that wouldn't have lied to her that, you know, typically under normal circumstances, like, the, or it, maybe not that wouldn't have lied to her, but she thinks that she has a good read on them. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it could be something along those lines as well. But she believed him dead. Yeah. Now, this is where I think that things get interesting. Remember, we've always been about 
When did Red find out who Tom was? I did find out. Oh, I'd love to hear you your thoughts. Well, there is a theory, I've, but I've, it I've makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, let's go. It makes sense to me. <laughs> we have a progression. Tom Red is furious with Tom, ready to kill Tom. Then he goes to the wedding. He sees the way Liz is looking at him and said, "All right, I guess I'm gonna have to." Suck it up because I can't kill him. Right? Because Liz Love protects him. Still hires the money. Yeah. Still, still asks the money to stab him. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, well, a little message here and there that was a different thing. I mean, okay. I'm sure that the money were a little overboard. I was going to say, gutting someone is a little bit more than a message. <laughs> it's hey, more you wanted to message. send a message to his mother, and that meant killing like 15 people. And leave a note stabbed to one of somebody. In yeah, the chest. but he didn't. I mean, when he, those were other people. It's kind of like what Blonde Cat said when she said, you know, players on the board. You yeah. know who the players were. Those people were Halcyon uh, operatives. Those were players on the board. And Red, the guy who that, he, that Red killed, <laughs> and then said, "I'm so hungry." I know. That was- it was one of those moments like, oh, that poor dude, but that's so red. Yeah, no, so my, my red. point is that I, there there are pawns on the board, and then there are the actual pieces that red would put. And I, I the Zamani thing, I, I agree with you that I think that Zamani must have gone a little bit more overboard. Because they, they're not very specific in what red told him to do. Yeah, he like may have said, send a message, rough him up some. Yeah, and Samani decided that, hey, rough him up is I just stab him a couple times. Yeah. Um, So, but he seems to quiet down. He's not doing anything. Even when he leaves, he's just following Tom, right? It comes back in 122 when Liz shoot him. He doesn't have Liz protection. Liz just shot him. And he's ready to kill him. He says, we can't leave him alive. And Liz says, no, this is between us. Fully intending to save him. Um, but the fact is that at that point, Red had no idea who Tom was. He was ready to kill him. He was There was no protection anymore for him. Yeah, I, I fully agree there. Because the conversation that Scotty and Red have leads me to believe, and and even the conversation that Red and Tom have later about Howard, leads me to believe that even if he and Howard weren't close then, they had been at one time. And, uh, you know... uh, Oh, yeah. Wow, brain. Loyalty. Um, Loyalty above all else. He's not going to kill the son of... of, Exactly. Even if they are not close at the current state... It's still a former friend that he respected son. And I don't think that he would go after him in that way, knowing that. No. Without, with, I mean, unless it was like the situation where Tom looked like he was about to kill Liz in season yeah. one when he had the gun to her head. Yeah. I mean, obviously, but, we as the viewers now know, yeah, he was never going to pull that trigger. Yeah. Red certainly didn't know that. Yeah. But, I mean, even like what you said about being friends... Red even says, if only out of respect for his friends, when he thinks Howard... So, they are totally friends. Red just chose a part of that relationship to tell Tom 
because having a professional relationship with somebody doesn't say tell you anything about the personal relationship they have. Um, it says my fondness for your husband, all that. So there is there's a whole lot of things there. When do we find that change? When is the first time that red shows a, a an intent when Liz is obvious no longer cares for him or is married to him or you know he may have had a weakness for him. When is the first time that Red, instead of saying kill him or trying to kill him, does something for him that is just get out of my life, get out of Liz's life, but doesn't threat violence to him? Gosh. Two eight. Two eight. Into the you're right. When, when he gives him the, uh, I always wondered what was in that envelope. Probably money and, and a passport to get see, out. Yeah. Because she had left, I mean, Lisa cleaned him out. And I'm sure he had other, other safe deposit boxes, but probably abroad. So he needed yeah. a passport to get out and, and money. And any additional payments were made to St. Regis and he was burnt with St. Regis. Uh, he wasn't burnt with St. Regis by that point. But it may have been final payment for mm -hmm. his time with Red. Or, he never yeah. or just like go away. Yeah. <laughs> this is the means for you to go away, but didn't threaten him. Yeah. Just said you're not gonna see her, you're not to see her again. And that is the first change. From there on, he may they may point guns at one another occasionally, but never again does he threaten violence at all. So do you think when is the point? When do you think he find out found out? Let's look at what Red was doing I, in that I period. Have a, I have an opinion on when I think that he found out, but I'd like to hear yours. Yeah. I think that between 122 and 208, what is Red doing? Berlin is out there. He's trying to find Berlin. Berlin takes takes Naomi. Uh, he has to go get Naomi back. Is the whole Monarch Douglas Bank. Then he's out dealing with Nico, he's obviously daring going back to uh, to see Naomi and you see that he spends a whole episode without even seeing her so obviously he's just like let's just calm her down, maybe she will just suck me a punch instead of stabbing me or torching me or something of the sort um, and then it's the whole thing with Berlin, getting Berlin's daughter. It's uh, the pandemic with the, uh, with the front, um, gets a whole thing. for He has no time to do this. So at some point in this, Howard comes to him and tell him who, he, who Tom is. You think Howard told him? That's yes. interesting. How do you think Howard got to that? Okay. So... We had coded. because we we know that we know that Howard knew after at least the earliest point we know of that Howard knew, and he could have known earlier than this, but this is the point that we know that his PI was following him was right after Tom got released when uh, it, it was the uh, the learning how to swim conversation that mm -hmm. Tom and Liz had yes outside right after Liz called him for help and he took him uh, with the uh, yeah, the shelf the pictures he had of yeah. him. Exactly. And so that's the earliest point that we are aware Howard knew. Where do you think he found out? Okay. So Tom gets shot in 122. 
Mm-hmm. And we see the crime scene people going and over the crime scene. I mean, fake Berlin is dead on the chair. Uh, Tom Blot is on the wall where he fell. There is no body. He leaves a lot of blood evidence behind. Yeah. yeah. And we uh, have been told in the show what happens with, with uh, Cody's. Codes have three main ways to getting in, an adjunct database of missing people, which is shown in Cyprus Agency, when Red tells him, look at the relatives, that's how you find who the kids are. The second is shown to us in Anderson Mount, the guy with Robert Fesco fake his death by pretending to be Mount and burying him as Fesco. And that is with, and they find, they find who Mount is by, DNA because the guy had been convicted of crimes and his DNA was in CODIS. And the third way is unknown DNA at crime scenes. And this is this is documented in the show. And don't ask me where because I can't remember, but it is. There is a an instance in the show where people are fine in crime scene, in unknown DNA in a crime scene. And when you get a crime scene process and you find DNA that you can't tell from where it comes from. You put it in CODIS as unknown DNA in a crime scene. Maybe a victim, maybe a perpetrator. It goes in there. But it makes sense. It makes sense, right? I mean, so far, it makes sense. Now, Scotty have healed. She's moved on. Howard said, at first I was angry. Then I understood that what I felt was this intense, you know, that I was jealous because I couldn't do that. He kept looking. But is it going to bring that kind of pain to her to keep looking? He's probably keep looking with her, telling her much, just trying to be as discreet as possible. 1995, code has come into effect with an adjunct database for missing people. They probably don't have anything from, from Christopher. They might. They might have a, a, an umbilical cord, a lock of hair that people keep the kids. My, my guess is that they probably... I. I could see them being the types to have a memorial type setup of a room or something like that. Lock of hair. Yeah, a, a teddy bear that has, you know, DNA evidence. I don't know. Just yeah. It's very it easy. Either that or he took his own DNA, Scottish DNA, and put it in also as probably. a parent yeah. of a missing child. Or if they had Scottish lock of hair, that's, you know, a lot of parents keep the lock, lock of hair because it's cute. And they... And he just put it in CODIS in order to find him with him and the contact, like, do not tell my wife until I know what I'm talking about, because she's going to say I'm crazy. She's been saying I'm crazy. And that's it. When Tom's DNA hit CODIS, he gets notified and he starts finding him. Now he has a point of departure. And I think he's the one who hires the harbor master to go sniff around that boat and find him. And there is somebody a long time ago that gave, that told me, like, I heard him say, Dad. And I am I was trying to hear it. I can't say I hear it, but I, Where? it's enough. And you know what he says, Dad? Tom. 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 When, when uh, the harbor master shines the light on them, Tom, uh-huh. it says something, and you can't hear it very well, but it does sound like that. And I think that that Howard hired the harbor master and to find him. And 
was told where he was, and he's the one who tells Red in two, by 208 where Tom is. When the harbor master is there, and this and this guy is like is gonna kill him, he tells Red, and that's why Red knows you're been keeping a secret, and he's Tom. Yeah. He just doesn't know how Liz is keeping. He thinks she's playing house. Meanwhile, Tom has changed, but maybe for Howard that was like playing house because you know how, how Scott is. You know he's got nothing about sending his uh, boy to uh, do. Well, I think the playing house thing was just a, a swipe. I mean, yeah. that was just him being snarky about it. Yeah. But no, uh, so I I agree with the the idea that there was some form or fashion of a flag on Tom's DNA, and that's where it was flagged. Fully agree. That's, that's where I have it pegged for Howard knowing. I love and officially adopt the idea that Howard told Red. Mm-hmm. I am taking that full force. Thank you. Excuse me while I adopt it because yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it That's makes perfect sense, right? It just fits right in. And then Red is like, oh, thank God I didn't kill him. Yeah. Oh, really? I have treated him so well. <laughs> yeah. Considering. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, but the I, thing I, is that I, I think is I, I think with the kind of person Howard is. And I do think that, and this is one of the things, I think that Scotty and Katarina knew each other from the cabal. I think that perhaps Red knew more about Scotty than he, maybe he found out after all of this went down. It's one of those, I'm not going to add another brick to this poor man and, you know, Mm -hmm. added pressure sort of thing. Um... I'm still not 100% certain I have an opinion on that, on on if he would have known for sure or just said, yeah, maybe Howard's going a little far there, but we know that there's something going on. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he obviously knew Scotty was not well, just a businesswoman. <laughs> but then he says, I mean, the... And this is the, the second part of it. I have a lot of crazy theories for you. And I think you're going to love a lot of them. I, you may not be totally on board you know, with the them. Hargraves are where my crazy theories yeah. lie. I yeah. love Hargrave theories. And I have a lot of theories for you today. Um, so we, we have this. I think we have established this is where Red finds out. And from there on, his attitude to, Scott, to Tom changes. Um, and he's begin basically he's beginning to treat him like this, you know, like the kid. And that's where then it's like you got to stop doing that. Don't investigate this. But if he knew him as a child, if he like if Tom and Liz knew each other as kids, as Christopher and Masha, mm-hmm. if they had interaction, I mean, there's a good chance Red knew little Christopher. Oh yes, I I, I think have one so. story. I have one story that. Little Christopher had this, tu- I think it was a tugboat in the yeah. in the thick, the, this red tugboat, and that he realized later that it was Reddington that gave him that as a kid. And he yeah. was just like, I'm not processing this well. Yeah. But I could totally see that being a situation in which he saw, he- maybe even Howard asked for Red's help in trying to track Christopher down. Yep. Now I'm going to give you another piece of crazy stuff. Do it. Let's go. All right. So, 
Constantine, right, chooses Scotty of all the people in the world to get Masha back. A little weird if you ask me, especially when he then chooses Mato. I mean, once is fine, but two? Yeah. That seems a little weird. So let's say that Red learns, oh, you know, uh, Tom, the guy that I almost killed? Yeah, well, he's the son of my friend Christopher and uh, my friend Howard Hargrave. Uh, Kate has a great plan with lots and lots and lots of contingencies. And he, she's about to get rid of Red because she's becoming, he's becoming dangerous to Liz. He wants, she wants to keep the Liz and, 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 and uh, Agnes for herself and let her little family back again, right? Uh, she wants Red out and she wants everybody out. I think this is what she did. She told Constantine, and this will solve one question that we have never found out. She told Constantine, I can tell you one thing that you can use to get Scotty Hargrave to abduct Masha for you. you Christopher Hargrave is alive and he's this husband. Constantine uses that as a bait. If you abduct Masha, I will tell you where your son is. That's where Scotty starts, or I, I know what happened to him. So she tries to abduct Masha, and Masha apparently dies because Kate decided to fake her death. What does uh, Constantine does next? Take the girl, kill the father. And then again, kill the father. I mean, by all means, kill the father, even with Liz there. And Liz is like, what are you doing to him? Like, how can you expect me to love you when you're telling people to kill my husband? Why would he do that? That doesn't make any sense, not even for crazy Constantine. If you're trying to get your daughter's good thing and it's obvious that she's alive, maybe killing her husband is not the best way? If you're trying to bury the evidence, yeah. Or is payback. Mm. You, a son for a daughter, you botched that thing and I had you killed. Now you, she didn't get killed, but I'm still going to kill your son and then I'm going to tell you who he was. It makes no sense otherwise, but it makes sense if he it's betrayal. Doesn't it? I mean, but... Where are you finding that Scotty was involved with Masha's abduction? No, 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 not the first one. I'm talking about Masha because it's constant. No, 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 no. I understand. I, I understand that, but I'm saying that you, you, uh, and maybe I'm misunderstanding the theory. So you're saying that Constantine hired Scotty. Yeah, hanging saying, over her, I can tell you what happened to your son. Uh-huh. And she had been told he had been told that from Kate because we have a direct mm -hmm. connection, Kate Constantine, in Mato. Mm -hmm. Why hire Mato of all the people in the yeah. world? Because Kate had a bone to pick with Mato. Mato's brutality got that guy to come and kill Annie. Mm -hmm. 
And the mm -hmm. fact that we have now a connection between Kate and Constantine, but we also have a connection between Constantine and Scotty, tells me this is very likely Kate told Constantine who Tom was. And okay, I can see that. that, but but why why then once he got Liz slash Masha, would he be so interested in killing Tom? Because what, you what bone did me. what bone did he have to pick with Scotty? That she had just botched the, the abduction and she faked her death. But I mean she I mean he had a bad temper. I know, but he knew that she was alive because he got to her. Yes, but the first time, the first time he the, he gave the first order to kill him when he he thought she was dead, and he came out of the blue, and the second order when he had her, but that is he still had to be pissed that Scotty could not complete a simple abduction, and he didn't yeah. know who had faked that death. For all he knew, it was Scotty. Yeah, he had okay. not done what she, what he wanted, and he was furious. I could, I could see it. Um, I mean, it's the only motivation that you have to have your daughter right there and be giving yeah. orders like, oh, he has something to do first. I do wonder if maybe there's if that's accurate, but there may be a different push behind it other than just. Well, I, I don't know. know. I don't know what yet. Um, it's but that yes, it was to get back at Scotty on something. Maybe maybe the original abduction that because it was linked to the cabal. If Scotty's linked to the cabal, that he's basically pushing he back. Doesn't against, have anything to do with the cabal. No, but if he knew that 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 was part of the abduction. You know, if he knew that that's why Red took her, he can't get to Red. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I feel like there's something out there. I just I, I've got to think on it for a while. Yeah. Well, to me, it, it's the only thing that I found. And, and I've mm -hmm. once I started going down that route, it's like, oh, my God, this makes sense. Kate did that. And why did Kate do that? Because it was very simple. She was using, she was playing chess. Mm -hmm. Get... Red to kill Constantine. Constantine will kill will kill Tom because she faked her death, but and she basically left uh, Scotty hanging. Or uh, as an alternative, if you know, if Kate was trying to set everything up, which I could see. I mean, that's what she was doing in season four. So maybe, <sighs> you know, I. I no, I'm, I'm thinking about the timeline there because I personally feel like she started really going against Red after Red took that shot at her. I think that was him. I know you and I disagree on that. Yeah. You guys should I, see Tessa's face. Yeah. Just, it's that no, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, if she had just had a fussy memory where the bodies were. But she had 25 years. Oh, no. I, I don't disagree that she was hedging her bets. I mean, when you work for a man like Raymond Reddington, you need to be able to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she was actively trying to go against him no, until, no, no. Well, until after she the shot went off. Well, yeah. I, when Red 
crash into Liz's life. She, remember the face that she had? She looked very pinched. Oh, remember yeah. the face she had when, when Liz killed the apple man? She looked furious. But it was when she killed Tom Connolly that she probably said, okay, this is enough. Now this, this girl is a criminal. She's done for. Now I'm just going to try to save the child because I know she's pregnant. I think that's when she started doing this, this little thing. And it, she had everybody taking care of somebody else. Red was going to kill Scotty or, or he was going to kill uh, Kirk and then Kirk will kill Tom. It was just, she was clearing the table of everybody and leaving Liz, Masha, uh, Liz, Agnes and herself. She was rebuilding that little family. Yeah. And once Liz was too much, probably she just had an agreement with, with Kirk. You take Liz and I'll take Agnes. Yeah. Because it was, I mean, Maybe. have you ever thought about why Agnes was left in Cuba? It wasn't lack of time. She was already in the house. She was in the beach. Remember she had them in, and then she like make a little thing with Romina. Why would they leave the girl that was right there? Because I was for for Kate. It fits. It fits. You gotta admit it fits. It's you and I just have very different approaches to Kate. I I'm not sure she was nearly as vicious. Oh no, I think she was hella manipulative. Like, but so's everybody in the show. Everybody is manipulative. That's that's a baseline. Otherwise, you don't survive. Yeah, it's a baseline. It's it's fine. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> if you're not manipulative, you will not survive long. And sometimes, nope. even if you are, you don't survive long. Hey, even wrestler that started not being manipulative is now manipulative. Mm. Look at Ram. Yeah, poor sweetie. When when Elodie uh, was not doing right, he was like, yeah. Mm. That whole thing. I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate I Elodie. Love, love I, I still think we're not done with her, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I love okay, her. Okay. Um, so do you have any? I have another crazy theory for no, you. No. You're going to hate this one. Oh, but why? bear with me. Why make bear, me sad? <laughs> bear with me. Okay. You know that I don't believe that Liz was born Masha. Right? Okay. I don't believe that Katerina is Liz biological mother I believe it was either blonde cat or another one of the Katarinas that is dead and is the bones so I don't think that there is any relationship between biological between Katarina and Mash and Lise okay um, basically because if she was born in Russia and the Russians had no idea that Katerina had a daughter. She obviously wasn't born of that woman, or they would have known. I mean, it doesn't matter if she had another name. I mean, she couldn't have been a rumor only if Katerina wasn't the one who gave birth to her. And then they didn't know how she was. There was a child, so they, they were rumors, but not even the Russians knew. So, that said, bear with me. There is one, two people that are tied to what I call ge geographical clusters. 
And I see a cluster in New York, which is the Hargraves, Dom, and Katerina's mother, who boards that that uh, ferry. Why do you have New- Dom in New York? Because he's in Wil- Wilmington, New York. That oh, cabin okay. is oh, in is Wilmington, okay. New York. Not New York City, why. New York. No, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know why. I thought he was in, like, Maryland or something. Nope. He's ah. in upstate of New course. York. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So because that's a cluster. You click your heels and you get somewhere in the blacklist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have that. And we have also a, a Chicago cluster, which is very interesting. Because in this cluster, we have Tom, who's... Terrible parents, Phelps, were in Chicago. But Tom was also in New York when Bud picked him up. Yes. He was, it was like he knew that he he stole a a car, a Pontiac, and drove to New York where he was picked up by by the mayor. Okay. So Tom straddles those two clusters. In the Chicago cluster, we also have Kate's sister. Mm-hmm. who's living in Chicago in 1991, Kate herself, whose exchange to call her is through the Emissary Hotel in Chicago, and Katerina's mother. Okay. Right. Yes. She's in Chicago. We have another link between those two characters who are straddling the Chicago and New York clusters. The year 1998. In 1998, Tom, after running away for two years, finally leaves the Phelps, steals a car, goes to New York, and is picked up by the mayor. And in 1998, Katerina's mother meets and marries Ted King, who's the biggest sap I've ever seen one, to believe that story that she gave him. Like, oh, yeah, I just pick up my bags, and in the middle of the Cold War, when there was... There was nobody being left out of the United of the of, of the of the Russian Federation. I just came here. I don't think he was a sap because what what person goes? Oh yeah, I totally forgot about this child that my wife actually yeah. didn't tell me about. Oops, mm. sorry, yeah, Mr. No, no, federal he, agent. He, he kept secrets. I mean, he was like, I'm not going to tell that. But I mean, he obviously was besotted with this woman. Yeah, and, and I, I the mother of Katarina Rostova. I yeah. mean. Yeah. Let's be real here. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Liz has used her wiles on people yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so now we have in 1998, Tom disappears because once, if you remember, the mayor told him, the mayor told him, I can leave you all this behind. Now, he may have been calling Tom Jacob Phelps, and Gina called him Jacob. But that's not the name they were using. He was Tom King. Tom King, it precedes, it was not a name used to get Liz. It was the name he was using. Like Gina Sanitakos was not Gina. She was really Shuby Hardwell. Hang on. Where, where are you getting that, that he used the name Tom King before Liz? Because he doesn't abandon it afterwards. He had passports. Ah. He had passports going back. So, just like you remember that yeah, I disagree thoroughly with that. Well, hold I on. Think that, okay. Why? 
So just because he doesn't abandon it, I think that actually speaks more to what it meant with Liz than it does to the idea that he had it before. I think it was an identity he built, and he may have built it prior to Liz and had it back in his arsenal of different, you know, different, but I don't think he used it prior to Liz. Yes, because the CIA knows him as such. He has a CIA file. In which he used that mission in that for Leland Not Braid. Not as Tom Keen, though. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. I'll have that's to the, go back that's to the that. file of Tom Keen. That's why Scotty goes and get him. Because he reaches out to see who got close to Leland Bray. And, the CIA, and they tell but him. But they never say it was under. She calls him Tom Keen. She yes. says, go find Tom Keen. Because she knows him as Tom Keen. Because she met him, quote-unquote, as Tom Keene. Yeah. So she refers to him in that fashion. But you, we got, we saw a screenshot of Tom's CIA profile as Tom Keene. She, he run a mission for them as Tom Keene. I don't think so. No, that would have been incredibly dangerous to use that with an FBI agent as the name. And with, well, no, I I can't, I'm sorry. Like, I know I'm not usually that four square against something, but th- this is Tom. I'm going to be. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could have a freaking degree in this, in this character after all the time I've spent on him over the years. It's no, that would be highly, highly. Oh no. Okay. Just, Can we at least agree that he wasn't using the name Jacob Phelps? Oh, no, I don't. I think he would have had a different name. Absolutely. Okay. I don't so think that, Jacob Bells was a name he used while undercover ever. I think that was his base name that he, that was but, him. People like Gina, Bud, that group were the only ones that knew him as Jacob Phelps. Exactly. He basically disappeared as Jacob Phelps when the mayor took him in. They probably gave him new identities yeah. because this is kids. People could be looking for them. So yeah. he needed them to disappear. So in the year where Tom disappears for the second time, Katerina's mother is suddenly free and unencumbered to target Ted King. Isn't that a little coincidence that two characters are straddle two clusters in the same year he disappears and then she decides to marry? I remember when I first heard that name, when that episode aired, I had to back it up. I was like, what did she call him? <laughs> I'm just sitting there kind of like casually watching it the round through and I'm going, hang on, what? <laughs> what did you just call that man? <laughs> Ted King. Yeah, it just, it, it threw me. It really did. I mean, and that's one of those things that it could have been maybe that they just ran with that name. Someone knows a Ted King king and wanted to use it yeah maybe but my guess is not <laughs> yeah and there is a, a link that is being created between katarina's mother and tom now let's go a step further okay because that's a little weird but let's add a little more of the weird things that are happening here we have katarina's mother's strange daughter that wrestler assumes is Katerina. But we don't know that it is. Wrestler thinks that, that Katerina's mother only had one daughter, but what if she really was a strange daughter 
What if he wasn't Katerina? Katerina's mother was not strange from Katerina. They had to be a partner. She had to hide. But they weren't strange. That's not what you would really call some being strange. What if this woman is not Katerina? The woman with a baby sitting by a lamp identical to one in Red's apartment, wearing a finger uh, in her index finger and with dark hair and dark eyes with a baby. Could that be Scotty? Because it's very similar to Scotty. So you think that may be Scotty's mom, not Katerina's? I think it's both. Oh, there's the part I don't like. Yes, I knew they were going to come. But Why hold on. I'm so obsessed with this. Hold on. Hold <laughs> a second. I haven't finished building my weird cases. Okay? So, But remember that for me, Liz is not related to Katerina at all. There is zero in there, okay? So we have more coming up about that woman that we see in that picture. Scotty and Katerina are the only two people who wear an index finger, an, in their, an ring. index ring. Okay. A ring. Like, well, people, an index, I, uh, blah, blah. I can't even speak today. That's okay. I think a ring on the index really. finger, and I just only had a beer. A ring on the index finger. There's only two characters that do that. Scotty and Katerina in the swing picture. There is more. You remember when Red is talking to Scotty in that office of hers when they're first discussing the plan to get uh, Kirk's money? Mm-hmm. Well, there is a picture of Katerina, which the prop department and the, the promo department was very kind to give us a very clear picture of it. Of Scotty, there is a that's a wall that she had all those pictures with her and the heads of state. And she had two personal pictures besides a picture of Christopher Howard and her in the, in the table, right? It's a picture of a dog. And the second one is a picture of a dark hair, young woman with a girl in a brown dress blowing bubbles. Now that's weird. Even without adding that when Red remembers the girl in the bo- the girl with the bubbles in the Tacoma Park house, she's wearing a brown dress. So now we have a, a dark haired woman that seems to connect Scotty and Katerina in via the mom. So I don't know, are there sisters? Is not Katerina's mom? Is that is Scotty's mom? Could they be sisters? Could they be cousins? Could they pass as sisters? I one because I I do believe that Liz is Lottie's cat's daughter. That's part mm-hmm. of it. And two because regardless, it gets into some really icky territory. And you and I have had that conversation many a time. We don't need a rehash. Mm-hmm. But I will say, and I I almost feel little awkward saying it because I swear I'm not agreeing with the whole sisters thing. Swear I am not. It's the last thing you'll hear me do. Um, Oh, where are you down? It's taken me, what, five years to get here. No, you will not wear me down on that. Um, But there is always that fantastic line that feel like meant something 
and you which, go with that family? No. Um, when when Tom walks into the post office late at night with Cooper and hands him the photo and of Scotty and uh, Panabaker and says, I think we're looking at at Katarina Rostova. And that that is one of the things that pushes uh, that that feeds into a massive theory of mine with Katarina and Scotty and a lot of links behind them. I mean, but there is that there there is a link there. And so maybe their families know each other. Maybe there's who knows. I think it's going to be a very interesting yeah. well, ending. You you want um, the last piece of this puzzle? Sure, go. I, and I haven't even got to the scar. Uh, remember that that two things that Red told Tom that were very weird in in the Artex network. Tom, you still have family. Mm-hmm. Tom makes it look like Red is talking about the baby, and that would be fine. I mean, in that line, that seems right. It could he could be talking about the baby, but then he says, Dom, you've always." had a good reason to go walk out the door. That cannot yeah. be about Liz, who he cannot see. Cannot be other baby, because he's saying always had. And cannot be about uh, Katerina, who he can see. So that means that there may be somebody else that Dom is actually strange from. Could be a daughter, could be a stepdaughter, could be anything. Could be but, his wife. Yes. If, they're, if they were married. But there is certainly a connection that we can't escape between Katerina's mother and the Hargrave's abduction. And if you think about the, the, what's happening there, it's almost like I'm starting to wonder, is Kate's sister Eva Phelps? Because it's, I mean, there's, there's like way too many connections there for me not to make them. I, I can't make, I can't, that I cannot connect except for the fact that she was in Chicago in 1991. And then apparently has a thing for Russians too, because she's living right next to a Russian mobster. I mean, what is with the, with the, the, um, the Mex sisters and the Russians? <laughs> Fair question. Oh, interesting. And maybe that's how Cake ends up going knowing to be Katrina's sister. Not Katrina, Katrina's nanny. Or that. Interesting. Yeah. So the last thing that we have to connect with with the Hargraves is that scar. The scar and the symbol in the box. It's been driving everyone crazy. We have a we have the box that has a carving, correct? Yes. And we have Lizzie has a burn. Now, could the carving have been, could the box be a symbol of um, St. Regis, like a lot of people want to believe? No. Yes, Gina has a box with it, but the box lacks three dots. So that's not if they had been a issue a standard issue box everybody would be the same but it's not so obviously tom made one for gina now tom kept that box 
and had it when he was at St. Regis. So is other is something that came with him when he was abducted, or is something that was given to him by somebody that he loved, so he has a good memory for him, and that he has kept all these years. Otherwise, it's no reason for him to keep it. Yeah. Now, he's not exactly a nostalgic human being. No. Up until... I mean, even not no. after he got married. I mean, there's no. very little he's willing to hold on to. No. He's wearing always the same clothes. He had the same stuff. And the only thing he hangs up is is that Christmas uh, uh, yeah. ornament that, 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 that was giving him. I know. Oh, my and, gosh. I love and, that. And Ike, the lamb. Yeah, and Ike. <laughs> oh, Ike. Yeah. Then, uh, so... It means that that box was given to Tom sometime between his abduction or it came with him up until the time that he goes to the Phelps. Because obviously he would not want to keep anything from the Phelps. He obviously hated the people. Yeah. So now we have an object that has a carving and something that burned this. So one of two. Though obviously there was an object that nested in that carving. And those dots could be the points at which it was attached. Um, so that the way that that is either a base and is like, like a figurine or is something flat that kind of like, an, an, like, um, like, how do you call that? When they're like, they make the cut and then they put different woods or different objects that is kind of embedded in the wood. They carve that, right? So... If you hadn't asked me, I would have been able to tell you the term for it. <laughs> I know. It always happens. Okay. So, we haven't... Obviously, that box of his lost that object a while ago. But we can't mm -hmm. tell if it was that object that burned Liz or an identical object that burned Liz. Because we can't tell. But it establishes a connection between that between what happened to Tom and what what happened to Liz. I saw in the fire, there's a moment when there's an object that comes up and it, it looks like it has a round base and it looks like to be metal because whatever burned Liz had to have been metal. I mean, it would, it would have burned long ago before yeah. making some, before being able to burn somebody that bad. So it me to me means that whoever was there in that house either burned the house or brought that to show Katerina that he or she meant business, or that figurine is one of a pair where something that somebody's looking for was hidden. Remember that figurine in um, uh, Madeline Pratt? There was something hidden in it. The coordinates of the of the yeah. nuclear weapons. So I started thinking about this. Red told Liz that Katerina had um, that she took secrets with her, and I'm thinking, what if Red thought that he was looking for the fulcrum, but he was really looking for something that was missing that is this, that Sikorsky archive that Katerina took with her. I, What's I will that in say that, that house? it seems like just the way it's set up that maybe the fulcrum was a piece of the archive at one point. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
because I, I do. I mean, they they're calling it a blackmail file. They're just everything that it's setting up. It seems like just a bigger and more relevant version of the fulcrum. So I I have to believe that the fulcrum was a piece of this mm-hmm. that that was put together and that Red got away with. Mm-hmm. So and um, I think that that's you know that's probably. I love the theory. I love it. It's part of the folk. It's the fulcrum was part of this archive. And I think that this object that was, that was in both, that is linked to both occasions has to be, I'm thinking one of a pair or the same object and it got out of a box and it burned this, or they took it out because it was valuable because in a fire, if you're in a fire, what are you going to take out yourself and whatever is so valuable that is worth lives. So I'm thinking they burned the house in order to force them to get out and bring out with them the Sikorsky archive or the clue to where it is. And that object got hot. It fell this burn herself. That would be difficult though, for that kind of scar on a wrist like she had I mean, that had to have been pressed down. And she makes the comment in the pilot. She says, you know, my daddy gave me this scar. He gave it to me to make me brave. Oh, what if what if she had it in the hand? But remember, that could have been something that Kridlov told her in order to it's get possible. a good yeah. association to something that was... What if the adult that was carrying her had it in the hand and, gra- and grabbed it and Liz burned by grabbing or looking for yeah. the hand or something. I mean, it's a scary situation. You're going through a house with flames around you. You're going to probably doing things that you probably wouldn't do. Yeah, I mean, I just... I don't know. Um, I. Everybody wants to believe that she was kind of branded. I think that she... Well, I, just, I, I think more of... The pressure, because I mean, if you fall on something, you would, I mean, maybe if she fell on it, it could um, be. I mean, but that's really the only thing that would make sense that if she fell and she would have, that would take the time to scurry back up. But it would either take that or someone pressing it against because it's so clear. It's mm. so solid. That it wasn't something like when but, you touch a stove, you immediately yeah. flinch back. I mean, well, that's. But yes, but in writing, if you were to convey that in writing and make a connection with an object, you you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do something realistic. You would have to step back and put something that is a bit more convoluted in order Maybe. to have the same. I mean, they just show us the the scar by the box. I mean, they couldn't yeah. be oh, more oh, obvious. I, I still think they're fully linked. I'm not arguing that point at all. It's more just a like how it would happen would be interesting. Now, I think that Nettle Townsend is tied to the Sikorsky archive. And I think that Tom is alive. And either A, he's been kept by Nettle Townsend so that his mother finally does whatever it is that she was supposed to do, or B, Scotty fake the death in order to get him from out of of the because Nettle Townsend was saying he's alive. 
I can get him. Okay, so I'm loving this. <laughs> you I guys need can... you more, but I needed to get all that before. I That's get fair. That. That's fair. So, um, reaction to both of those, because I actually love them both equally, probably. Um, so, you know, if they lost Tom years ago, you know, when he was four and they were kidnapping him, or almost four and kidnapping him. They could have been a that. rescue, too. They could have attempted a rescue and rescued him. Eh, they could have. But um, regardless, you know, if they lost him or what what have you. They don't have him. And then they realized years later, this is him. And, you know, and, oh, he's with Masha. (laughs) Oh, shit. Two two birds in one stone. Exactly. Um, But sent in kind of a wild card with with Garvey. Or maybe even that Garvey wasn't connected. Maybe they just didn't get to him before Garvey did. Um, yeah, and they decided, there's several options there, but I, I've said for a while that, you know, if his death was fake, I could totally see Scotty doing it, so I like that if, if that was already building and they, like, she knew that was coming and that's why she did just happen to be with this, exactly. She had the body? I I also, See, for me, if Scotty did it, that would just really help make sense of the whole ruin thing with her. Oh, yes, I mourned him years ago. Did you? I mean, yes, you did. But no. Again, you a mother finds out her son that she thought was dead for years is alive. And suddenly, because you mourned him 30 years ago, you're not going to mourn him again. Yeah. Well, I'm calling BS. Yeah. Or she knows he's alive and he's been kept prisoner. Exactly. And she has to do whatever it is. That she needs, that she had to have done back then that she didn't do. Oh, Liz, anything I can do to help you, including take your child so that my son can be with, I mean, take my grandchild and make sure she's safe. Absolutely. Well, probably (laughs) she would be very glad to keep him, to keep Agnes, because that way she can protect him because nobody else knows who's coming for her, and she does. That too, but... I think if, if Tom was conscious, you know, if he wasn't in a coma or something, because they'd go coma happy in this show. Um, but if he was conscious, Agnes would be a great tool to use for Scotty to say, here's your child, you know, sit tight. Stop trying to get out. <laughs> Stop trying to rock the boat here. Yeah. But I really like the Townsend thing. I know it, like, busts apart the, the ruin, like, fixing Scotty's reaction, but I still really like the Townsend thing. Oh, well, she would know that he's alive uh, and he's okay. And he, in well, order to get him back, what he had okay. Well, <laughs> but he's alive and yeah, alive. Yeah, because I to me, that. you're. I mean, there is something building here, and these connections to Tom had not been made, you know, at random. So once I started looking about. What is about all these things that we're seeing and and looking at the whole story? It's like, oh, my God, the connections are there. And I know that you don't like because you think that that Liz is Masha. I think nobody was born Masha. I think that's the only reason why the Russians have no idea. Their love is like, I know they say they had a daughter. If she had been born in Russia of Katerina, they would know that she had a daughter. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. In Uh... Russia? 
they knew the toothpaste you were using. <laughs> but regardless, I really like the idea of Townsend or someone along those lines being the Bond people. Yeah, someone for Bond. I mean, that that's my running theory is that we're about to have Bond come back full force. But someone from Bonn, Germany, being the ones that were responsible for the attempted kidnapping at four, or the kidnapping at four, and then being the reason that his death was faked. I love that. And, I and manipulating was. Sky. Oh, that's good. But see, in order to get to that, I had to go yeah. through the entire okay. thing. She's the like, reason Tessa was like, hey, let's talk about the Hargrave. She just wanted to drop that wonderful nugget. <laughs> yep. I knew you would love it. Well played, friend. Well mm-hmm. played. <laughs> I knew you would like that one. I did. And you didn't like the part in between, but you would like the I last like one. Most of the conversation. I yeah. mean, it's. I just don't like the whole sisters thing. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, because Bring you it think up, that, sisters. I mean, once you, once you remove... To, to me, what it is, is you're seeing, like, redheaded daughter with a woman who targeted him as Katerina Rostova. No, and then... We also disagree on that. I think that she's Kat's daughter. I think that he stole the child from Russia and then gave it to Katerina to raise. I don't think Katerina had a child, actually. We'll see. I, I do think that they're working to wrap this up. I, yeah. I hope that the network gives them that. I'm excited to see them back. I mean, I hope that November is that that's they they put mid November earlier. Mid November yeah, is their launch date. Thirteenth, I think. Yeah, usually we're wrapping up around that time. We're only starting this point. Mm. But uh, I'm excited about it though. I mean, I, I'm I did this series, and I'm like, oh my god! Now that I look at everything, I'm so excited. Everything fits. It's it, season eight has the potential to be really good. I hope so. I hope that they have the flexibility in filming to be able to get to where they need to go. I think they will. You know what? I hope the so. worst case scenario, they incorporate the masks. You know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? It's a pandemic. Yeah. Make it part of the blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> They've certainly had enough pandemics over the course of the blacklist. Mm hmm. All right. Well, is that that the last? That's it. That's all I have. I thought that that last nugget was worth all my blabbering about. Oh, it was fantastic, and I love it. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, you can talk to us on Tumblr, on Twitter, and on Facebook. We and Reddit. Tessa's on Reddit. Yes. We'd love to hear from you guys, and you can listen to us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Usually we're on YouTube, but I've had a lot of technical difficulty. They had a quote-unquote update a while back that apparently their team did not think through too well because I've had nothing but trouble since their update. They're, uh, it takes me like a full day to upload a hour-and-a-half podcasts over yeah. there. It's absolutely so, absurd. So Plenty of places to catch up with us. So. Yeah. Make life easy is my new motto. Yes, seriously. So I've got enough on my a, plate, sorry. <laughs> hopefully we'll be able to do another one of these before we resume to prep us for that. And I'm sure that I have another wild theory or the, or two in there. I'm sure we both will. All yeah. right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. All right.